And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416 416- 917-4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans, this game, this game, this right now, today, on Sunday, December 22nd, is exactly why this the Wrap It Up podcast exists. Because there'd be crazy games like this that would occur, and I would just want to be talking to other Raptors fans. I'd be searching flicking channels trying to find more raptors post-game talk post-game coverage anywhere and you couldn't find it this game right here is exactly why we created this podcast because i want to hear from you guys (laughs) dare i say i know it's the regular season and i said i wasn't going to bring this out because it meant so much last year in the playoffs but because it's the holiday season because of the 30 point comeback victory dare i say What a time to be alive, Raptors fans. Because I I said it last pod, when the Toronto Raptors lost Marcus Gasol, Pascal Siakam, Norm Powell, I thought right away, whatever win you can get without those guys out of the lineup would be super important. My expectations were, hey, we're going to get a glimpse at some of the young bucks, see them get big boy minutes, hopefully Freddie's healthy and he can get cooking again as you continue to evaluate what you're going to do with Fred contract wise but there were so many things that I was willing to look at and the wins it was like if you could get a win cool and then you have a game like this because you're playing against the Mavs the Mavs who come in without Luka Doncic but they're still playing really well a team that plays well on the road 11 and 2 this season on the road coming into this game And you know the Raps are shorthanded, and you don't really know how a game like this is going to go. And yet the Toronto Raptors decide to come out with the biggest comeback in Raptors franchise history with a 110-107 win over the Mavs. The Raptors were down 30 late in the third quarter. The score was 85-55 to with two minutes and 32 seconds left in the third quarter. Again, I'm going to repeat that. The Raptors were down 85 to 55 with two minutes and 32 seconds left in the third quarter. And they come all the way back to win this game. And let's keep it a buck. It was Kyle Lowry and the Hustle Gang. If you follow this pod, you know, Q and I sit here, Mikey, Foots, we all sit here and we've been talking about the Hustle Gang and Chris Boucher. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Terrence Davis, just what those guys bring to the table in terms of you know you're going to get hustle, effort, and that, when your team is stagnant, when your team is struggling, that's what is the difference maker. The Raptors couldn't get shots to fall in this game at all, and it was just a terrible sight to see. I'm going to be honest and give you full disclosure. I'm going to go back and read something tweeted by... (laughs) Someone named Sheldon Alexander early on in this game, just a couple hours ago, I would say. And I said, the this was at, let me get the timestamp on it. So, you know, I'm accurate. 5.03 p.m. Sheldon Alexander on Twitter says, 
The Raptors play again tomorrow, so you might as well let the 905 boys cook for the rest of this one because it's jam done. I thought the game was over. And I don't have problems. First off, if you follow this pod, you know I'm totally easy with admitting when I'm wrong about something. So that's not my issue here. I'm always keeping a buck with you guys. But I honestly thought this game was over. And I can't be the only one because the Raptors were shooting terribly. They had nothing going. Kyle, Fred, and Serge, and OG were giving the Raptors not much at all in this game. And we'll save Kyle Lowry talk for a second. But if you look at it, Serge Ibaka in this game was 3 for 11. OG was 3 for 8. Fred Van Fleet was 2 for 13. And Kyle Lowry before a crazy ass 18 point, oh sorry, 20 point fourth quarter. Before his 20 point fourth quarter, Kyle Lowry was also struggling. So there was no sign of life for the Toronto Raptors. And yet, as mentioned, credit to Nick Nurse, who brought in the young gunners, let them take the take the game on, but also implemented the trap had them stretch the game out extend the game play a full court game speed up the dallas mavericks speed up the dallas mavericks bench right and that completely changed the game the defensive intensity picks up the crowd starts to get a little more juice kyle lowry gets a little more juice and it completely flips the game this was another great example of why this team regardless of what happens this season, like standings-wise or where it all ends, this is why this team has been so fun to watch because there's so many different parts and pieces to this team that are so easy to root for. How could you not love a guy like Chris Boucher, who, first off, Canadian kid, we know you want to cheer for him in that sense, but a kid who we've seen get a chance, put in work on 905, kind of checking the games, but it was almost that Bruno tip where it was like a happy to be here type vibe that the fans gave him. But now you've seen him slowly come along, slowly develop to the point where in this season, you're talking about people begging for more minutes for Chris Boucher. And in a game like this where they needed exactly what he brings, which is just sheer energy, which is sheer just all over the place, defensive rebounds. This My guy's out here blocking three-point shot attempts. It was just an incredible performance. And you look at a stat line from Chris Boucher in a game where the Raps desperately needed it. This man played 24 minutes, had 21 points, 7 rebounds, 4 blocks, 2 steals, 6 of 12 from the floor. What, what else do you want from Chris Boucher? It was just a great performance from the Raptors bench. And huge shouts to Nick Nurse because he let them ride. He let them cook. Those guys had it, and you heard Kyle Lowry mention it after the game with Danielle. He said, you know, the turning point in this game, you got to credit Malcolm Miller, Chris Boucher, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and Terrence Davis. The four other guys that were out there with Kyle Lowry who just changed the energy, changed the tempo of this game. And we talk about this all the time as well. The old cliche, your bench players play better at home. The crowd gets a little more into it. They get excited. There was a moment where in the middle of that run, it might have still been like a 13-point lead or something, and Rondé got a bucket. The Mavs call a timeout, and Rondé's hyping up the crowd. And I'm watching the game thinking, okay, it's still like 16 or 13 or whatever, but you could tell they were feeling the juice. They're feeling the energy. And the crowd, which we know, the Raptors crowd is hungry and hype. And that gave more energy to this team in, in a great, 
great comeback. They listed off the stats on the broadcast just in terms of, you know, December 11th, 2010 was the old record where the Raptors came back from a 25-point deficit to win in Detroit. 2010. That's insane. Then add in the last team to come back from 30 points down was when Sacramento beat the Bulls December 21st, 2009. Wait, why are all these games in December? (laughs) I find that kind of interesting. But either way, the Raptors, what they did today is no small feat for a lot of reasons because a 30-point comeback is insane. And I know that the way that the game is played in the NBA now, comebacks... Like a 20-point lead isn't the same that it used to be just because of pace of play, just because the high volume of threes that teams take nowadays. But when you look at what the Raptors are dealing with from an injury standpoint, and of course, I know, the Mavs are missing Luka. Luka is a legit MVP candidate. Cool. Great. You got to play who's in front of you. And the way that this game just played out, because again, the Raptors, Dallas started out terribly in this game, right? You go from the start, Dallas went from, they started the game 0 for 11 from this game, and they just couldn't get anything going. And then to see that completely flip, it was incredible. But again, thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Sheldon Alexander. This has been the this is the Wrap It Up Podcast. As always, you know that you guys can find me here live on Twitter after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Taking your comments and questions. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, if you ever miss an episode, we end up online, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, all that other fun stuff. Just search. On Blast podcast. On Blast is a network. Wrap it up as a show. And again, this is exactly why we started this podcast. For games like this, where I know everyone's giddy. The, the, the comment section right now is crazy in both. And Raptors fans are giddy right now. Because this is why, again, this team is so fun to cheer for. No signs of life. And the way that the game started, again... You look at it, and the Raptors led by three after one, and it was only because Dallas started to get their shooting going, right? Dallas ended the first quarter on an 11-2 run to cut the lead to three. Now, in the second quarter, Kyle and Boucher start getting some chemistry going. If you think back to a couple games ago, we discussed it on the pod, you know, the Raptors going to Hollis Jefferson after surge instead of Boucher because Boucher wasn't really running the pick-and-roll to the basket as well as Serge or as well as Hollis Jefferson. So it was good to see that adjustment made. And hey, practice time, it's obviously something they worked on because Boucher looked a lot more comfortable rolling to the basket hard. And you saw that in this game early on. And then as the game progresses, obviously there's more confidence in Kyle Lowry. There's more confidence in Nick Nurse to leave Boucher out there because he was a factor in the middle. And you see that the Raptors in this game were the shots weren't falling. They were shooting terribly from three. I want to say they started the game three for 17 from three in that first half. And your three pointers aren't falling, but the reality is it just means you got to ugly up the game. And another theme we talk about here all the time, whether it's I'm sitting here with my guy foots or with Q or with Mikey, we talk about the beauty of the hustle gang is that they dirty up the game. This Raptors team, as currently constituted, even with Pascal, even with Norm, even with uh, Marc Gasol, 
Sometimes there's a tendency to become very finesse. And when your shots aren't falling, you got to be able to find other ways to just get buckets. And how do you do that? Well, you saw that from the Hustle Gang, and I mean Rondé getting everything in the paint. Rondé does such a good job of just getting the ball, whether it's at the foul line extended or the top of the key, and just going downhill to the basket. Great game from Rondé as well. 18 points, 9 rebounds from Rondé off the bench, a solid 6-13 from the floor. And to get those production, that production from those two guys... Nine rebounds from Rondé, seven from Boucher. Again, four blocks from Boucher. That's what we mean when we're talking about dirtying up the game, getting in the paint, getting on the offensive glass, getting blocks, getting rebounds, and starting out in transition. Because what happens now when you see the Raptors starters, especially without Marc Gasol in the lineup, is there's no ball movement. It's very stagnant. And then the Raptors fall into this trap where they try to trade baskets with the other team. And it's like almost going for the home run ball. I think that's Leo's line all the time where Chris Stops will hit a three and just because someone else is going to come down and try to answer with the three instead of there being ball movement and trusting the offense, right? So when you bring in those guys to dirty up the game, to, to get in the paint, to get in the dirty areas... That's where you see the change of this game for the Toronto Raptors. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. But also a beautiful thing to watch is how full this chat is right now for your Toronto Raptors. And there's so many comments and questions. So I'm going to start here on the Twitter feed. And Fringe Fan Wiki checks in and says, keep the hustle gang going. As mentioned, I thought that was a huge play by Nick Nurse, letting them roll. A lot of times you'll see a coach go to their bench get the spark, have their have the bench guys lead the team back, get the game close, and then he'll quickly turn back to his starters. Nick Nurse, he brought in Fred Van Fleet, I want to say with like two minutes left, for Malcolm Miller, which was, I think, a great timing thing because Malcolm Miller did his thing on defense, did a great job in getting a bunch of turnovers, changing the game that way, but there were two wide-open threes that Malcolm Miller didn't hit, which is okay. You'll take that, but you could see the difference of, okay, well, next time around, if that happens offensively, you want to have Freddie shooting that wide open three. So I think Nurse did a very good job in terms of when he brought back in both Freddie and then Serge at the end of the game when he needed a defensive rebound or a block shot or something like that. Like It was just a well-played game by Nick Nurse and the bench gang and Kyle motherfucking Lowry. <laughs> I, I don't think I've talked enough about Kyle Lowry and I see JC checking in just saying Kyle Lowry with some clap emojis that guy I mean I've said I say this all the time on the pod I have gotten out of the business of trying to predict what Kyle Lowry is going to do on a night in night out basis I've said this from time I'm not going to predict what Kyle Lowry is going to do on any night because I have no idea I just know that sometimes Kyle Lowry is going to shoot the ball really well, and then other times Kyle Lowry is not going to shoot the ball really well. And we saw a glimpse of that if you go from first half to, well, I guess first three quarters to the fourth quarter with Kyle Lowry, who, again, finishes this game with 32 points, but 20 of those 32 points coming in the fourth quarter. And the reason why I got to give a lot of love to Kyle Lowry in this instance was you could tell 
Kyle Lowry's an emotional player, right? We know that. Kyle Lowry was feeling the juice from the energy the bench guys brought, but then the, the energy that the crowd brought to this game as well. And once my guy started feeling it, he was giving them the full clip, whether it was deep dagger threes, whether it was drives to the basket, whether it was tough and one layups. He was just giving them the full repertoire and getting and one, you know, three-point plays the old school way. Kyle Lowry led this team down the stretch, and he knew the other thing that's interesting, right, where you think of what some of the issues have been like for the Raptors since Freddie and Pascal and Kyle have all been in the lineup, it's kind of like, whose turn is it to go? Well, with Kyle Lowry being on the floor with, again, Malcolm Miller, Terrence Davis, um, Chris Boucher, and Rondé, Kyle knows that he has to go, right? Like, he knows he has to lead the offense. And there was no issues there because my guy just cooked. And by the time the Raptors started making the comeback, and I think Rick Carlisle was trying to wait it out, didn't want to bring back his bench, or didn't want to bring back Chris Stops and his starters, and I kind of think it was probably a little too late. But hey, in terms of the Raptors, Kyle Lowry, man, those are the games why people who love Kyle Lowry, it's easy to love him when you watch games like that, where my guy just, you're wondering how he's getting to the basket because you know he's not the fastest guy, but he's crafty. The way that he finishes around the rim, the way that he just controlled the tempo of this game for the Raptors down the stretch, absolutely incredible. Great game from Kyle Lowry. Uh, let's see. At Calmly Spazzing checks in on Twitter and says, I'm still shaking, OMG. <laughs> I feel I feel it. I hear you. I hear you. That was a great offensive game. Great comeback by the Raptors. Um, Cowboy says, what a game. Never saw that coming. The guys hustled hard in the fourth. Great comeback for the Raps again. Uh, calmly Spazzing again. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, J.F. Herrera says, Lowry's the greatest Raptor of all time. I mean, I understand why people go to that clip a lot, especially after watching that game. That's a very huge, huge, huge claim. And hey, that's why Kyle Lowry is beloved by Raptor fans. Because no matter what, he leaves it all out on the floor. Uh, Blackhawk says, the game was so good that I blew out my back when I jumped off the couch for the final foul on Chris Boucher. Um, yeah, I thought that the, the play that I thought was so awesome was when the Mavs took the lead late and then Kyle Lowry just took the ball right back down the floor, drove, and then dumped it off to Chris Boucher for the dunk. That was a play that got me really hyped. Because I just thought... Boucher is playing with all the confidence in the world. Lowry has all the confidence in Boucher to drop him, drop off the ball to him like that in such a key spot of the game. And again, Lowry controlling everything. Lisa checks in and says, I always loved Kyle. I love that he fights hard no matter what. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. I feel like that's a thing we're going to see a lot because, hey, no, no matter what, it is now from now on, Kyle Lowry. NBA champion. <laughs> uh, Tammy checks in. There's so many comments here. I'm going to check in on Instagram. Tammy says, I kept saying no lead is guaranteed, but damn. Uh, AAJB checks in and says, load management is allowing raps to grow exercise in depth in a way that wouldn't be realized otherwise. 
We talked about that on the last podcast. If you go back to last year, right, everyone was so mad at load management, but what that did was it gave guys a chance to cook, right, to see what life was like without Kawhi, even for Nick Nurse to, you know, test out his hand and everyone else on the bench to kind of understand how this Raptors team would be run, meaning you got to be fluid with your lineups, fluid with your with your starting lineups, with your offense, with, you know, your rotations. And that's continued into this season where does, you know, does Serge or Fred Van Fleet feel a ways because Nurse rode the bench late? No, of course not. We've seen that already. It's already been explained that this is how this team runs. So nobody's going to feel a ways when, you know, the bench gets to ride it out all the way in the fourth quarter because they're making a great comeback. And on the flip side, guys like Chris Boucher and Rondé know they got to be ready at any and all times and to check in and come with that energy night in or night out because when they do have it going, they're going to stick with them. It's just a beautiful thing to see all in all. Um, and checks in and says, Kyle has a heart of a champion. He's playing, he's playing like Beal. I guess you mean the shooting? Kyle Sharp shooting, I mean, once he gets rolling, he's a streaky, streaky, streaky shooter. And for sure, once he got it going, he, he just couldn't be stopped. Uh, let's see. Uh, Juha checks in and says, funny that in a W, we ignore the fact that we shot 29% from three. Not a clean game, but I love that we got it. So here's the thing about that, right? That's where sometimes the stats and the way that the NBA game is played and the way that the NBA game is analyzed now in terms of all these statistics and numbers and all that, sometimes, you know, you can shoot a lot of threes, and I get it, and I understand it, but other times you just got to take it old school, get the ball in the paint, get buckets, play your ass off on defense to get you back in the game. And that's what the Raptors did tonight. It's not all about three-point shooting all the time. And especially when you just need a bucket, what did Kyle Lowry do? Put his head down and got to the cup. It's a great game. Uh, Glow Girl Smile says, Lowry had it in his mind that they weren't going to lose. It looked like that. It looked like he wasn't going to let the team lose, which you got to give the man a lot of credit for that because when he's cooking like that, how can you not follow, right? Uh, Moise K checks in and says, Miller just needs to hit those wide open shots in the end. Yeah, I mean, and that'll come. And the, the reality is when you look at this Raptors team and now you're seeing the development and, you know, of Fred, of Norm, of Pascal, of Chris Boucher, you trust the fact that Malcolm Miller will also develop and will be given every opportunity to be a rotation player. That's what you're seeing. And you also have the trust that at the end of the day, the message is sent. He earned those minutes late because of playing defense. That's how he earned those minutes. That's how he stayed in the lineup. But also the flip side that when you don't worry about your offense like that, the shots are going to come. Because the way that the Raptors play, the ball movement, the unselfish nature, you're going to get those wide open looks all the time. And so Malcolm Miller, hey, just use your length, play defense, and you'll get minutes. And I think so much talk about what Kawhi Leonard brought to the team last year, which obviously if you know me and you watch the pod, you know it's a lot. And I'm going to keep reminding y'all a lot about what Kawhi Leonard brought to the team last year. But almost forgotten is Danny Green. 
And the thing to remember about Danny Green, Danny Green has built himself a great NBA career off of being a 3 and D guy, playing great defense, and being able to knock down open threes. So if you're Malcolm Miller, if you're Patrick McCaw, right? If you're Terrence Davis, the lesson is there for you. You just watch Danny Greed, a multiple-time NBA champion, just continue to, you know, be viewed as a valuable piece on teams that have championship aspirations, whether you're the Raptors, whether you're the Spurs, whether you're LeBron and the Lakers, right? So if you're Malcolm Miller, the lessons are there. You watched Danny Green last year. Just pride yourself on defense, and that will always get you minutes. And I think that's the incredible part of what we're seeing this year from the Raps because, hey, would you have thought Malcolm Miller? If I would have told you the Raptors were down in a big game and the comeback was led by... I leave out Kyle, but I just say Malcolm Miller, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Chris Boucher, and Terrence Davis. Would you believe that? <laughs> but yet, here we are. Team uh, TM, TM, I'll say. Sorry, my bad. But he says, credit the Hustle Gang for keeping us in the game. K-Lo 2 was on fire. Uh, Pastor Wesley checks in and says, Miller is an underrated defender. We just talked about that for sure. It starts on defense with, I think, everyone on this team. Uh, Adrian checks in and says, Rondé and Boucher guaranteed buckets. And the reason is because it's just percentages. Even great three-point shooters shoot, what, 40%? But when you're talking about guys shooting shots in the paint, that's more like 50%, right? And we forget about that because everyone's playing this math game. But I always say this, just because you can shoot threes doesn't mean that you're a good three-point shooter. And I think sometimes this Raptors team forgets about that because not, and it's not even just this Raptors team because that's unfair. I think the whole NBA forgets that because sometimes you could just go to the bucket instead of passing up a nice shot in the paint, getting easy rotations because someone's cutting to the basket instead of just always chucking it out for three. Just me, just my opinion, just saying, just saying. Uh, and shouts to Glow Girl Smile who says, we the Wrap It Up podcast gang, <laughs> gang, gang, <laughs> really appreciate you guys. Vivid Body, body tan Tanning checks in and says, I love the ugly, dirty game, crash and bang those boards. Totally agree. Uh, <laughs> another comment says, the Toronto crowd refused to allow the Raptors to ruin Christmas week kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> this is great and checks in and says i almost went christmas shopping in the third quarter i'm glad i hung in there and i'm glad that you hung in there as well because that would have been a, a bad game to miss and I, I feel like a lot of people probably checked out i know the cowboys games on somewhere probably who knows what's going on with those two loser teams but a lot of people it would have been easy to check out and i wouldn't have blamed you and I'm going to be honest, if I probably wasn't, if I wasn't doing this podcast, I probably would have changed the channel too midway through that third quarter. But that's also the beauty of Twitter, right? Because Twitter will tell you, oh, wait, the raps are making a comeback. Kind of give you those alerts to turn tune back in, right? Uh, let's get some more comments on Twitter. Uh, someone says, Terrence Davis II has what it takes to be a starting point guard for this team. I mean, we're seeing that he's definitely a rotation player. And even in a game like this where I don't know if he had he wasn't making a lot of shots in his early minutes in the game. In fact, Terrence Davis finished, what, with nine points in this game? But again, the defensive intensity when the Raptors started trapping 
was huge. The defense that they were playing, and then my guy stepped up and hit some big threes down the stretch within that comeback. And that's where you're seeing Terrence Davis. He's never really out of control. He's never really, I think he shot an air ball in this game, but it's still a rare sight to see. All his shots still come within the flow of the offense. And I think that's really important to see. Um, another comment here says, even with the big three players out, should we still be surprised when they're doing things like this? It's a great question. And I'm going to be honest with you. Of course, I'm surprised they're doing things like this. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised in the sense of how they did it, right? Because it's, it's a great run to get your bench guys and you know what those guys bring for a long time. Whenever they check in, Rondé, Terrence Davis, Boucher, you know what they bring. But I wasn't expecting the juice that Lowry gave in the fourth quarter. That was a remarkable performance from Kyle Lowry in that fourth quarter because he's looking around and saying, okay, I got to at least lead the offense, get these guys buckets, which he was doing. But make no mistake, my guy hit big boy shots. Like those are big time step back dagger threes that my guy was hitting. So yes, I'm surprised. I'll fully admit that. As mentioned, I said when those three guys went down, any win you can get over this next stretch with those three guys out, you got to take because it's going to be a tough ride for the Toronto Raptors with this team just because where's the scoring going to come from on a consistent basis? And early on, as mentioned, you look at the Raptors lineup and the starters especially, Van Fleet, 2 for 13, Serge, 3 for 11, OG, 3 for 8. That's not going to cut it against the good teams. So are you going to get those kinds of performances from Boucher and Hollis Jefferson, Andy Kyle Lowry? Are you going to get those every night? I don't know. But the thing that we're learning with this team is that you can turn to these guys and they will at least give you the chance. They'll at least give you the opportunity to get back into the game just based off their hustle and heart and work. Um... Another comment here says, no shame. Everyone thought this game was over. Love that our team proved us wrong. Totally agree with that. That's a great comment, right? It's facts. It's just facts. Uh, Kyle, uh, another comment, Kyle, RJ, or RHJ, and three undrafted players make the biggest comeback in Raptors history. Think about that. Seriously. Really think about that. Kyle Lowry, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and then three undrafted dudes. Largest comeback in Raptors history. Masai is a G, man. <laughs> Praise this man named Masai Ujiri. That is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, as pointed out, no subs in the fourth quarter, I think until the final minute. Yeah, I mean, as mentioned, it wasn't credit to Nick Nurse for letting it ride with the, the Hustle Gang. Because the Hustle Gang brought it and they continued to deliver the whole way through. Uh, Mike checks in and says, Mark Cuban looked depressed at the end. <laughs> Probably. But shout to Mark Cuban. I'm not going to crush Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's the owner you wished you was the owner of your team. Right? Like, that guy cares. That guy is invested. That guy is constantly trying to improve his team. He gives a fuck. And that's the ownership that you would want for any team. Right? So I'm not mad at Mark Cuban. But, yes, in terms of from the Raptors' point of things, it was kind of funny to see Mark Cuban kind of look uh, shook ones at the end of the game, let's say. 
Uh, there's so many comments here. And because you know what, it's a Christmas week. And as pastor Wesley says, that's a holiday miracle. I'm going to read some more comments. I probably would have wrapped up the pod by now, but there's so many comments here. And this is why we have the pod, man. Cause I want to hear from you guys. Uh, glow girl smile says hustle gang feasted. Totally true. Uh, my homegirl Megan says, I like your hat. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, shout out to the guy who was on Boucher Island from last year. Uh, that's our guy, Jeff Berg. Jeff Berg was one of the guys always in the comment section, whether it's on Twitter or on uh, the YouTube page. Jeff Berg, I mean, I'm going to check right now because I'm assuming he's probably messaged in on Twitter already. Yep. Uh, he did message me. So Jeff Berg says, as I said before the game started, Boucher was scoring 40 in the game in the G League. Time for the man to get some buckets. And yep, I can't argue with that. Jeff Berg was on the the Chris Boucher train from last year. So huge shouts to him and huge shouts to our viewers that remember that. Shouts to all the regulars and the day ones that have been rocking with us. So really appreciate you guys so much. Uh, more comments. Nick Nurse let the bench roll. They were all positives. Uh, we got a lot of Kyle Lowry big ups because obviously that was massive. Uh, let's see. Kyle Lowry told me to come see him outside and I got shook. I'm humbled now. I don't know what that is in reference to. <laughs> uh, so much fun this game was with the Toronto Raptors. A big, big time win. And doesn't get any easier. The Raptors, as mentioned, play tomorrow night uh, against the Indiana Pacers. And it's good to see the fact that you can get this win because the Pacers have been playing really well. So who knows how the next game will go. But at the end of the day, get the wins that you can. Get the wins that you can. So many comments here. I wish I could get to them all. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. I can't keep up. But... I'll say this much. Just know that the comment sections, like the conversation doesn't stop. We do the podcast live after each and every game, but the conversation continues in the comment section. Whether you're on iTunes or SoundCloud, the YouTube page, the comment section is always fire. And this is what we're trying to do here. Just create a space to have Raptors conversations because let's be honest, you're talking about the defending NBA champions. And we as a fan base deserve a platform where as fans you can congregate after each and every game. Again, the defending NBA champions. And that's all we're trying to do here. And when I see the feedback and I see all the love and all the happy Raptor fans after a game like this, blessings on blessings on blessings. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this way because, you know, it's the end of the year. And you think about what has been accomplished over the past year. And the fact that we were able to successfully create a platform like this for Raptors fans, it's been a blessing. And I thank you guys for being a part of it. So huge shouts to you guys, whether you're tuning in live on Twitter, as you do after each and every Raptors game on Twitter at Shell Alexander or on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Really appreciate you guys rocking with me because you see me alone here, but this is all with you guys. I spent most of the time talking to you guys, reading your comments and questions because this is about you, the Raptors fan base that is here rocking with this team that is the NBA champions of the world. And that championship DNA still resonates today, as you see, with a 
one or sorry a 110 107 victory as the toronto raptors complete the biggest comeback in franchise history they come back from 30 points i can't stress this enough the raptors were down 85 to 55 with two and a half minutes left in the third and come back and win this game that's just incredible it's times like this that we really this is why we created the pod and if you missed this or you checked in in the middle you want to catch us from the beginning Tune in on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Spread the love because we know the fans are out there. We know that. We've seen that. So spread the love. That is the Wrap It Up podcast. And we'll continue to create the goodness. Bring it back to you, the Raptors fans that deserve it so much. Because I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya and happy holidays people happy holidays